The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. Hi, everyone. Before we get started, if you're in New York City this week, I just want to let you know we're doing a live taping of our sister podcast, The Next Big Idea, in Manhattan this coming Wednesday, January 31st. Our guest is going to be Chris Dixon, a venture capitalist at Andreessen Horowitz, who has helped direct more than $7 billion to crypto technologies. He's got a new book coming out called Read, Write, Own, Building the Next Era of the Internet. And we're going to ask him, is crypto dead? Are blockchains over? Is Web3 irrelevant? Or do these technologies still have the power to shape the future? To learn more, go to betaworks.com events or follow the link in the episode notes. Hope to see you there. LinkedIn presents. Research out of Princeton University found that highly charismatic people rank high in two specific traits, warmth and competence. This formula is a powerful blueprint for every interaction, and it can completely change the way you communicate if you know how to use it. Hi, I'm Michael Kovnat. This is The Next Big Idea Daily, and it's Monday. Do you ever wish you were more charismatic? You probably do, since charismatic people seem to fare better romantically and professionally than the less charming among us. Charisma seems to be one of those magical qualities that some people have and some don't. But according to Vanessa Van Edwards, it's a learnable skill. And by mastering a set of simple visual and vocal signals, you can harness the power of charisma for yourself. Vanessa is the best-selling author of Cues, Master the Secret Language of Charismatic Communication. And in it, she offers up tons of hacks that will help you get ahead in business and in life. Here she is to share some big ideas from the book. Highly charismatic people use specific signals called cues to communicate with the world. My research actually started with this 17 years ago when I noticed that highly charismatic people, it didn't matter if they were athletes, politicians, celebrities, or even business leaders, they all used the same set of cues. Cues are the social signals humans send to each other. We are constantly communicating with these cues almost like a hidden language that is being spoken all around us. I identified 96 specific cues that highly charismatic people use. I also noticed that there were specific cues used by not-so-charismatic people, duping athletes, lying politicians, business leaders in trouble. These folks in shame and guilt and fear also showed strikingly similar cues. I remember watching a specific interview on Larry King Live where Lance Armstrong insisted he wasn't doping in 2005. Right after he told a big whopper that he never doped, he showed a specific cue called a lip purse. I wondered, what was that? A lip purse, as you will learn in the book, is a cue of withholding or being tight-lipped. Once I learned this cue, I started seeing it everywhere. This made me wonder, if there was a way to code or catalog all of our cues into a usable glossary that we could all use, the answer is yes. 
Learning cues is like finally being able to speak the foreign language that's being spoken all around you. Cues unlock our communication. Every single cue you add to your toolbox makes it easier to communicate and signal to the world. I used to believe that charisma was an innate trait. You were either born with it or not. But luckily, research shows that charisma can absolutely be learned, and you don't have to be an extrovert to be charismatic. In fact, there are different flavors of charisma. So there is the bubbly extrovert, life-of-the-party charisma, but there's also the quiet, contemplative, introvert type of charisma, or the compassionate, empathetic healer type. The key, and my goal with this book, is to help each person find and identify your unique flavor of charisma and then signal with the right cues. There was one study that completely changed my mind about cues. It was very simple. Researchers found that when participants spotted a cue of social rejection, a cue of social rejection could be an eye roll or a scoff or a dismissive tone of voice. Yeah, great idea. The moment participants spotted that cue of social rejection, their own field of vision increased. In other words, when we feel that our social survival is threatened, our eyes change so we can see more of our environment. We can see potential escape routes, see if anyone else is sending us a cue of social rejection, and decide what to do next. In this way, cues create cycles. We spot a cue, it changes our physiology, and we change our cues back to the world. We have to be aware of the cues we send and receive because they're triggering all kinds of both positive and negative loops. Charismatic people are positively contagious. They show up as their best, most confident self, and this infects others to be their best, most confident selves. In this way, learning to use charisma cues is not just good for you and people's perceptions of your charisma, but it's also good for others' charisma. There are four different channels of cues. First, nonverbal. Our body language, posture, gestures, and facial expressions all signal things to the world. Second, vocal. Our volume, pace, cadence, the way we say our words shapes how people perceive them. Third, of course, verbal. The words we use and the syntax we use. And lastly, imagery. This is the colors we wear, the ornaments we use, the props we hold in our profile pictures, what's behind us in our video calls. Even our fonts have personality. Charismatic people are aligned. They are congruent with all four channels of cues. For example, I might say the words, I'm fine. But if I change to a negative vocal tone, I'm fine. You know, I am definitely not fine. Charismatic people are often called authentic because they align. All their channels of cues match. The biggest mistake smart people make is they focus on one channel, words. They have the best idea or the perfect pitch or script, but they forget about the delivery. The best idea in the world can't be heard if it does not have the right cues. I like to use this metaphor. If your idea is a car, the cues are the gas. We need cues to move our ideas and get them to the right places. Research out of Princeton University found that highly charismatic people 
rank high in two specific traits, warmth and competence. This formula is a powerful blueprint for every interaction, and it can completely change the way you communicate if you know how to use it. According to the research, warmth and competence cues account for 82% of our impression of others. 82%. Highly charismatic people consistently signal trust and credibility. We see them as friendly and smart, impressive and collaborative. Here's the problem. Most of us have an imbalance between these two traits. If you are highly warm, you have a strong desire to be liked. This can be good. You strive to be friendly and personable, but it can also be challenging. Highly warm folks are often people pleasers and struggle to say no and set boundaries. Your desire to be liked can get in the way of your need to be respected. You might be seen as trustworthy, but not always powerful, compassionate, but not always competent, friendly, but not always impressive. If this is you, you likely have good relationships with your colleagues, but you may find it hard to pitch yourself or your ideas. You might even get interrupted in meetings or feel underappreciated for all the hard work you do. In social or casual settings, people enjoy talking to you, but might not always ask for your business card. On the other hand, if you are highly competent, you have a strong desire to be seen as capable and impressive. People take you and your ideas seriously, but you might have a harder time building rapport. You could be seen as smart, but not always approachable, dependable, but not always collaborative, important, but not always kind. People might even be intimidated by you. They may tell you that you're hard to talk to or come across as cold. In business settings, this can be a double-edged sword. You're taken seriously as a leader, but you might have a harder time working with teams. Clients, customers, or colleagues may find you credible, but might not feel comfortable telling you all their needs. Researcher Susan Fisk found that competence without warmth is likely to leave us feeling suspicious. In social settings, this means you're often perceived as important, but it might take you longer to build deeper connections and make friends. In the book, I'll help you identify if you're higher in warmth or competence, or if you hit that sweet spot, balance of both. The last option is if you don't show enough cues at all. The other big problem that we make in professional settings is we under-signal or don't use enough cues. If you don't send enough warmth or competence cues, it's hard for people to take you seriously. Thank you, Vanessa. Listeners, I'm already feeling more charismatic, so watch out. If you ever need a refresher on Vanessa's charisma tips, you can download the Next Big Idea app, then you can review them when you need them most, maybe right before that special meeting or that big date. You'll also get access to thousands of other life-changing ideas. Come on back tomorrow when we'll get some life lessons from a heart surgeon. Columbia University's Craig Smith will share insights from his book, Nobility in Small Things, A Surgeon's Path. I'm Michael Kavnet. See you tomorrow.